Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on wherever you find yourself in the world today. My name is Amy Leo, and you are listening to what we should have learned in school. And I'm bringing back the guest format, which is something I haven't done in maybe over six months, but I'm very excited for it. Today's guest is Amanda Jones. She is an author, she's a coach, and she's a pretty fabulous human being. So Amanda, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure. Absolutely. And I know that, you know, I kind of did a little tease so people might know what we're going to talk about today. But my first question for you, Amanda, is what do you wish that you had learned in school? Mm. That all feelings are normal. Mm. All of them. Anxiety is normal. Low moods are normal, not, not a problem. I think that is something that from a very young age, we get conditioned into innocently. Our parents see us upset and say, oh, no, no, let me make it better. I, I, you know, And that comes from a very sweet place of not wanting to see somebody suffer. But I think it, it gets molded into this idea of, uncomfortable feelings are not okay or normal. Mm. And so I wish that would have been something normalized. I think it's very important to understand that any kind of unease or anxiety um, is not only normal, but we're never locked into it. When we think we're, when we think something's uh, abnormal, we feel locked into it. That's my experience. Yeah. Can you say more about your experience kind of before you had this realization? Maybe well, what I, life looked like? Yeah. Yeah. I had um, an, uh, eating disorders for 23 years and I tried every sort of psychotherapy um, on the books. Um, and Again, the, the, the disease model was that you will have this for the rest of your life and you are, you are um, flawed, broken, not normal. Um, your feelings need to be managed or else something horrible, some horrible behavior will consume you, you know, all, all of that. And that's not, you know, conducive to waking up to who we really are beyond any thought feeling experience in the moment it kind of locks it in place again right so my experience coming across the principles behind um how our experience is actually uh, manifesting it was it was revolutionary for me because nobody told me about thought for one thing even my therapists didn't realize that that was, that was the missing link. Yeah. Once I had the insight of, Oh, what that it's, it's, it's actually, I'm feeling my thinking and that is tossed around kind of um, sometimes as a um, cliche almost if you're familiar with the principles, if not, that's pretty revolutionary to hear, but it's actually the only thing we can feel and that it is being created within us. 
uh, moment to moment and there's always fresh new experience coming down that river. It's when we stand in the river with our bucket and say, look at all these things that are wrong with me. Look, look, instead of dumping the bucket out, climbing out of the river, sitting on the banks and watching everything flow by. Now that's not something that we can do, we can do. It is the way we are designed. But if you don't know that, you think it's your job to get in that river and sort through the little pebbles and the little pieces of sand and the rocks and the this and the that. That's where we get stuck, I think. So my experience was a huge awakening and it hasn't stopped. And it does not, again, that does not mean that I am awake all the time to where my feelings are coming from. Uh, but it allows me to understand that being human means having anxiety, having low moods, having depression, having a bad day. It's not a problem. It's, it's, it's an experience. It's not me. It's an experience. Mm. That was really beautifully said. It, it, it's an experience. It's not me. Um, when I, I used to work in traditional mental health as a social worker, and it was before I also actually investigated, well, actually, wait a minute, where does, where does feeling actually come from? You know, it seems so obvious now, but back then it wasn't, no. as you've alluded to. No. No. And, yeah, and again, it's like... I, people are always looking to, to point each other. We're, we're kind of all doing it in this, in this glorious mess of always looking for circumstance where this happened. And, mm -hmm. and I remember, I mean, I, I even knew then though, I had a client that was 11 years old and I was just talking, oh, wouldn't you like to go do this thing or that thing? I don't remember the exact context, but the words she said, stay with me to this day. She said, Amy, I can't do that. I am bipolar. She identified sensation and symptom as who she was at the core. Yeah. You know, the, what I have seen in the traditional therapy model is that they, they try to sift through the form, what's already formed, meaning what's already been thought, what's already been felt, what's already been diagnosed and the behaviors. And you can, that's a rabbit hole to try to reform something that's already come out of the nothingness. Yeah. Instead, let's look to the source to see that there is an infinite potential of experience. Infinite. I mean, I don't even know the word <laughs> to express the potential. That, but when we focus on the already formed, well, that's hard and it's a struggle and it doesn't feel good. And it, and it doesn't feel good because it's not, who we are, that feeling of not of struggle and, and pain is feedback pointing us back to who we are. It's supposed to feel like that to wake us up. It's not supposed to feel like that because something's wrong with us. It's waking us up. You can't put who you really are to who you aren't together and not feel pain. <laughs> it's supposed to work like that, right? <laughs> Yeah, I'm curious if you can clarify just for Amanda when you're talking about who we really are, mm 
Mm-hmm. What, what are your words to define that? I know you mentioned an infinite experience possibility, but is there another way that you would package that for listeners? Yeah. That are new? Who we really are is beyond our personal thoughts and feelings in the moment beyond the personal who we really are is the space in which all experience is experienced and created we are the creators and the experiencer but when i say we i don't mean the personal we it's us as the one consciousness so that so so what what's looking through my eyes at your face right now is the same as what's looking through your eyes at me that's the oneness. That's who we really are. And then we get to have your consciousness ex- experience aiminess and mine experience amandaness. And it's an activity of that one consciousness. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's normal to have aiminess sometimes be anxious or depressed. She's having an experience of, of life, of humanness. That's amazing. I actually never had anxiety or panic attacks until after I came across what we call the principles, <laughs> which is very really? funny. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And wow. I'm so grateful for that because what I could see could, could really happen. And I became a much more compassionate human being. I could see that I was beginning to fear being afraid. And I'm yeah. a very, um, the person I've created my identity is someone that, you know, I like to travel. I like to go to dance clubs. I like to go where there's lots of people. And, and I was starting to experience panic attacks in these places, like on a plane or in a nightclub. And it was so um, revolutionary to me when I, when I saw that connection, I realized like, oh my gosh, I just had the feeling I'm trapped. I can't get out of here. And I noticed it was like a direct correlation between, okay, now I'm sweating. I can't breathe. And my heart rate is out of control. You know, I guess my point in sharing that is that it wasn't the plane. I've been on planes hundreds of times. Yes. You know? Yes. Yes. (laughs) And so So, seeing that is practical. In in my book, I give a metaphor of of someone having a fear of flying and the inside out nature of... So if our experience was outside in, then we we wouldn't be afraid of flying even with when not on the plane. Like if we were just in the airport, some people f- who have a fear of flying get, can't even get into the airport. Yeah. Right. That's inside coming out. It's not the plane. You're not even on the plane yet. Exactly. It's a, that's a very simple example of what I think you're saying is that <laughs> it's exactly. so internal, but since everything is internal out, there is actually no real out there. It's what, it's what we're seeing, you know, as one, but moment to moment, we, we, we see things, we don't see thought. So it's Mm -hmm. invisible. So it looks like it's the plane and that's normal. It's supposed to do that. It's supposed to be real and normal and, you know, it's supposed to look like it's outside in, but when you don't know it is, um, now you have a diagnosis of phobias and, you know. Absolutely. Fear. Absolutely. Yeah. And that absolutely, I can see again in my own experience how that could build. Like I, similarly, I wasn't in the airport, but I remember I was 
like watching TV with my honey. And I started thinking, oh God, what if I get a panic attack on the plane again? And it was also that, that wisdom of, yeah. of what you just said, like, whoa, 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 <laughs> it's not going on. I'm not even on the plane. Yeah. Yeah. Come back into the room. Absolutely. With your honey. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's amazing. Yeah. The power of thought and the creative power of thought takes us into the future, the future. It takes us on these amazing journeys into fantasy land that come alive in us through our sensory system as real. I mean, that's amazing. Amazing. It's a gift. Exactly. Exactly. But it's not a gift if you don't know that that's how it's working. It's scary if you don't know. Absolutely. That's my, I think one of my last questions is (laughs) if someone finds themselves listening to us right now and they are in the throes of anxiety, depression, bipolar disorder, eating disorder, enter any label, um, you know, what, what would you want to share with them? What would be kind of the take home that you'd want to share with them today from our short conversation? Well, in a nutshell, get suspicious that what you think is true is actually might not be. That what you think you see and feel and think about yourself might not actually be who you are. Just get curious, get suspicious. And the feeling will tell you, if you're having feelings of unease or anxiety or depression or urges, that's your beautiful feedback showing you what's going on in your imagination, in your thinking. It's not about what, it's telling you about it's about just get curious get suspicious consider we've had it all opposite all wrong this whole time and that and people know this at a very deep level that there's actually nothing wrong with you ever so refreshing to have you on the show amanda and i'm so Um, Blessed that, you know, and and grateful, blessed. Well, I guess we're all blessed. Where did blessed come from? I don't know. It just came out. (laughs) (laughs) I've been playing around with all kinds of different um, spirituality models now. I've actually gone back to exploring that without kind of the the lens I used to have. Yes. The dogma or the atheist lens I used to have on it, you know? So (laughs) I think it's been top of mind. Yeah. 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 But um, so grateful that listeners... um, we'll be able to access what you have to share. And also Amanda just released a book called Uncovery. So where can folks find out more about you and also maybe the book, Amanda? The book is available worldwide on amazon.com. It's in print. Perfect. (laughs) And and ebook. And um, my website is uncoverspace.com. And they can reach me there. Perfect. Simple. I'll put that in the show notes for folks. Thank you so much, Amanda, for, for Thank doing you. this. And I look forward to crossing paths with you again. I'm sure we Let's will continue to bump. <laughs> Let's do it. I love you. I love you too. Rock and roll. Have a great day. <laughs> Thank you. Bye, Amanda. Bye. You've been listening to What We Should Have Learned in School, Bite-Sized Nuggets of Wisdom for Your Busy Life. I have been your host here, Amy Leo. You can learn more about me and the work I'm up to in this wild, wild world at amyleo.com by just clicking the subscribe button on however you're watching or listening to this now. And that way, you know, you really won't miss any of these really easy to digest episodes that 
have the potential to make a, a genuine and lasting difference in your quality of life. Until next week, stay curious, take care of yourself, and keep rocking.